Yes. Hello. Do you, do you read me? I can hear you. Yes. Um, then we're going straight on. Uh, welcome, uh, Eva Lundanes. Uh, you have. Um, we will try to uh, look forward for uh, European champs coming up. Yes, here in Estonia, we are both uh, present in Estonia, looking forward for some nice days of competitions. Uh, what do you think uh, about um, this uh, competitions, uh, Lundanes? We have now uh, have uh, half a season behind us, mostly sprint. Is it more open than um, otherwise? I think that will play a big factor. Uh, normally, uh, the top runners are preparing for the forest the whole year. And this year they have been training and focusing on the sprint until the World Championship and then had a very short period of adaption time before this European Championship. So it will be interesting to see which of the runners that had good results in Denmark at the Sprint World Championship, which of them can now also reproduce the top results here in the forest. Uh, but there are also some runners uh, who are coming uh, to the Europeans uh, who have not been running uh, the world champs uh, with the main goal, Europeans, this year. Uh, yeah, and... I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good point. And there is uh, at least uh, when we're talking about the men's, there are some really strong Norwegian runners that have been very clear from the start that they are not aiming for a sprint world championship and this is the big target and i think they on paper they should have a quite a big advantage i think but then we will see how it turns out they used to say uh, we do not volunteer with paper at the at the office, we are doing uh, orienteering with a map in the forest. So, uh, should we take uh, one and one distance and uh, look for uh, the names? I think that's a good way to do it, yes. Um, uh, Wednesday, there is a qualification uh, with uh, as much as 20 runners uh, going through the, to the final. Uh, uh, traditionally, that will not be a problem. Or what do you think? Um, I agree, um, but we have to remember now that uh, now that European Champs is kind of more like a normal World Cup round, some of the, the best teams, they have up to eight or even nine runners. Uh, so a normal European Champs, it was six from the top nations back in the old days. So now it's, it can theoretically be a little bit harder to qualify than it used to be. Uh... Uh, earlier on, there was the problem for the top runners was if they were um, running all the distances with the also sprint. There was a tough program, but now everyone can at least run every every distance without a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think um, uh, I think that's uh, making the races more competitive. Because uh, before you had always runners that were not running the long distance because they were focusing on the middle distance. And of course, there are some runners that do that also now. Uh, but most of the top runners in both men and women class are supposed to run all the distances. So then it should be a good fight between the best in all the races. 
Yeah, and uh, how good uh, I have looked at some preparations from from World of O and um, other places. And World of Orienteering, they are not um, taking account uh, last Europeans uh, because that was in uh, three, uh, actually four, four years ago. Four. Mm-hmm. four years ago, they are looking at the last year's world champs. Um, but uh, I can um, I can try to. To uh, do you uh, question you out on uh, who is the uh, who was the last European champs on the long distance? Who is the first final distance um, on Thursday? They're going directly on the final there. Yeah, um, uh, I was there in Switzerland, so I should remember. I think um, I think Tove Alexanderson won the women's race, and then. Yes. Um, and then my brother won the long distance, Olav Lundanes. And of course, he is not running this year. So his free spot is not taken. And I can tell uh, it was correct. Uh, Tove, she got injured uh, in the middle distance. And uh, she had uh, at least two uh, rest days before the long distance. So we, she was uh, uh, quite a lot of minutes ahead of uh, number two uh, there. Um, but um, yeah, uh, this year, uh, as you said, Olaf uh, Lunanes, your brother, is not running. Uh, is it more open um, this year in the men's uh, class? Um, both yes and no. Um, I think uh, previous years, uh, both for European champs and world championship, you have been it's been quite easy in the men's class to say who is the big favorite. And if you look back at the last five, six, seven, even 10 world championship, it's been quite often that the big favorite has won. Uh, and now for the men's class, it's, you have to say that Kasper Fossev is the big favorite. Uh, he won the world championship in sprint. He won the world games. Uh, and he won the long distance at World Championship last year. So he has to be, on paper, the big, big favorite before the race. Uh, the, the question mark about Kasper uh, Fossa is uh, that he has not been running so much uh, forest. Uh, and as you uh, mentioned earlier on, he, he, he switched to forest uh, uh, after the World Champs. Uh, so that's the question mark for him. And... and uh, and uh, the injuries he has been suffering of for uh, the last year. I see on Strava that he still he, he gives the impression that he's still a bit unsure about his injury and it affects him different ways, different days. Uh, and then, of course, I think uh, the terrain here in Estonia, it can lead to possibly a bit more random results uh, than we are expecting. Uh, if you have seen, if you are following, if you've been following the races that have been held in Estonia earlier, and training camps and different nations have been posting maps, you can see that it's quite often they are making quite big mistakes really close to the controls. Uh, so if there is a small depression in a green area, even the best runners can lose three, four, five minutes quite easily. Uh, and I'm not sure if that type of orienteering. Uh, it's beneficial for the orienteering style of cosplay. Um, um, so, 
I used to say that the best runners doesn't make uh, three minutes mistakes. Then uh, they are not the best, at least not at that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you can say it like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course. In the end, you will always have the the best runner will always be on top of the result list. The best runner that day. But uh, um, but but I agree with you that uh, I would be the favorite if you take a look at uh, what's happened on uh, long distance uh, the last year. Uh, especially, yeah, especially in the main um, competitions, he had a good uh, strike uh, there uh, last season in the uh, World Cup races. Uh, but uh, but uh, there are also others coming up uh, who has been running in Estonia, Estonian terrain earlier. You, yeah, maybe some of uh, Kaspar's uh, national team colleagues uh, like Eskil Schinneberg and uh, Magne Dali, maybe. And yeah, have... both uh, both Eskil and Magne are among, among those runners that have been preparing for this. And this European Champs is their big target this season. They didn't do the sprints. Um, and I think especially Eskil had a good Oringen. And he seems to be uh, in a good... He, he seems to be good prepared. Also, when the Norwegian did some races here in Estonia three, two, three weeks ago, he was clearly the best. Uh, so I think he is one that uh, is absolutely in the fight for the medals. Uh, but, with Magne. but, but, but talking about Uringen, there was mm. one guy who uh, was uh, all alone in the in the lead the whole week. Uh, should mm. uh, Gustav Bergman suddenly, not suddenly, but uh, finally? get his uh, long-distance gold medal. Is it his uh, time uh, this uh, summer? I think if you're looking at it right now, I think his chances for the long distance on Thursday is better than his chances for an individual gold medal in a long-distance race have been ever before. Uh, his form is really good. He, he has run solid the whole season even really, really great in the Sprint World Championship. And he was really good at Uringen now. Uh, so it seems like his form is good. Uh, and I think the terrain suits him well. Uh, in the flat Estonian forest, he will probably benefit from his uh, great compass technique. Uh, so, yeah, I think he... If, even if you might want to say Kasper is the favorite, Gustav is really, really close as the second biggest favorite. Yeah, should we try to, um, to put up a top three um, in the men's class? Uh, uh, is there any other than the Norwegian, Swiss runners and um, uh, the Swedes? Uh, like Martin Regborn and uh, Emil Svensk uh, would also have something to do in the top, I think. Uh, yeah. I think um, there are more uh, more uh, Swedish runners that can fight for medals. There are more Norwegian runners. There are also, of course, the Swiss runners. Uh, the Swiss team have been uh, struggling a bit with the health issues this week. So I don't know all the details, uh, but some runners have been quite sick. And I'm not sure if every one of them will come to the start line. Uh, so that would be really interesting to see in the more tomorrow in the middle qualification, how many of them are able to run and how they are affected. Uh, yeah, uh, 
uh, we will take uh, also yeah uh, so uh, the winner in the ringen at the women's class but we will take that uh, later on that's yes. so awesome later uh, but yes. uh, uh, but uh, maybe they will uh, make some prioritations uh, like uh, not running middle and only long or uh, uh, visa versa like they're only running uh, middle and uh, not long mm. because of the I think I think that's uh... I think that's a reasonable solution. Like if you are a bit unsure with your health, it's better. It's probably easier to perform good in the middle distance. Then you also get two extra days before the final. So I expect everyone to run, if they're able to run, to run the middle distance. And then we will see who shows up for the long. Yeah, uh, but uh, should we try to make a top three? Uh, should we... Um... Uh, yes. Count, uh, should we uh, count on uh, like uh, Ruslan Glebov, uh, uh, Lauri Sill, uh, Timo Sill, uh, the local lads? Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's it's hard to know. I'm, all three of them, or especially Ruslan and Timo, is they are runners that you really have to consider. But I've not been impressed with what they have performed earlier this season. So I think maybe a yeah, position around six, seven, eight would be a good result for them. And then, of course, if they really hit it perfectly, uh, a medal is within reach. But I expect the, uh, the medals to be given to the Swedes, Norwegians and Swiss runners in the men's class. And then we, uh, uh, I like to say we like uh, some uh, names, not only words. Yes. Yeah, so of course... Um, uh, as uh, we can start with number three, uh, I think uh, Daniel Hubman will take the bronze medal. Uh, I spoke with him today at the opening ceremony, and he's one of the Swiss that is not has not been affected, and he has also a great record uh, and a lot of experience from championships in Estonia. Already in 2003, 19 years ago, he won a medal at Jaywalk in Estonia. And then in 2006 at the European Champs, he was second on the long distance. And then at World Championship in 2017, last time it was in Estonia, a race, he was, uh, I don't think, he didn't win a medal, but he was top six in the both middle and long. So I think uh, this year he will take a medal. You put him on the bronze medal and long distance. And who who, who will you put on the silver medal? I will, I will do a bit uh, controversial uh, tips. So I guess Eskil Schinneberg will be second. You will put uh, Eskil Schinneberg on second. He is, um, he has, he has never been uh, taking a medal in the long distance before. Even if you look at him as a long distance runner. Yes, uh, that is true. And uh, who will be the winner on Thursday? Yeah, I'm actually gonna go for Gustav Bergman, and then I think Kasper Fosser will make a mistake and not end up on the podium this time. Okay, then we are just um, th- through the men's uh, class, and we will mm-hmm. uh, continue with the women. Yes. Um, uh, we have to be honest um, to tell. Um, uh, even if uh, Sarah Hogsom, the Oringen uh, overall winner, 
she is sick. But uh, even if uh, she had been uh, coming to start, it would have been, uh, as a this no, one big favorite. Yeah, of course. When you're talking about the women, uh, it's always Tora Alexanderson that is the big favorite. Uh, her results in the last years has been fantastic and her performance level has been so consistently high uh, and often she is winning the long distance with many many minutes so even if she makes some mistake she has uh, the capacity to cover for it so yeah she's the biggest favorite no doubt um will you be controversial here also or or will you put uh, her on the top with the no, here I, I, here I, here I have to be played safe. So I two very clear favorite for the gold in my mind. Uh, and then um, last year, uh, no, not last year, but um, last European long distance, Natalia Gampola uh, was uh, number two. Yes, she's not coming uh, to start uh, this year because of the ban of the Russians. So um, yes, for. Who is uh, so, yeah. running up? Well, is I it... think it's it's a bit more open, but I have to say that uh, Simona Ebersold, if she is not been affected by the health problem with the Swiss team within the Swiss teams, she is uh, a clear second favorite. Uh, she has showed many times the last years that she is on general level the closest one to Tove, and. It's the same with her, like her capacity is high enough that she can afford to do some small mistakes and still be better than the rest. And then um, we have the last, is then a Norwegian on the bronze medal or um, is the Finnish runner or do we have a local runner like Baltkan? Mm, I don't think uh, any of the local ladies will be able to fight for medals um, and I'm not quite impressed by the Finnish girls this year they have uh, yeah of course they are good but none of them has really shown to be dominant in Finland and I think you need to be that if you want to fighting for medals here uh, and then there is uh, yeah I mean there are more Swedish runners that could be really good and definitively are in the fight for medals. Uh, but I think I would put my bronze medal to Angine Benjaminsen. Uh, you will put uh, then we have um, then we have also um, Sweden, uh, Switzerland and uh, Norway on the top three in the both uh, uh, classes on Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle distance um, after a short day or a day of rest. On Friday, there are middle distance on Saturday. Is it the same um, uh, runners we will see there, or is the terrain um, different? Uh, the challenges different? What well, do you think? The, it's the same arena for all races, so it's the same area of the forest. So I don't think there will be really, really big differences in the challenges. So one can expect that the the best runners on the long distance will also be among the best runners in the middle distance. But I have some I have some creative picks here, so we should go through them all. Yeah, uh, let me hear. Yes. So if we start with the women, 
I think uh, Simona Ebersold will win the middle distance. I think she will beat Tove. Um, and that's a controversial pick itself, uh, even if she is normally the second biggest favorite, because Tove is... Yeah, her stats are incredible, and she has won so many times, both the middle and the long in championship races. So it's uh, yeah, it's a bit uh, uh, yeah. I would say it's a bit uh, the, the odds for Simone Ebersol winning is not really the best. But uh, I've seen, I've heard rumors that she had been doing really, really well on trainings before the world champ, before European champs here, and I think she will be the winner. Uh, yeah, you you're telling me there is a, it's controversial, but. Uh... The middle distance is more open, and uh, Tove has can can't afford to do so much mistake in the middle. Indeed, it's much much closer, and the f- physical differences between them uh, is much smaller in a middle distance race than in a long distance race. And then I also think that the the Estonian terrain, with with not a lot of hills, I think that will also make the physical difference smaller between them it will be a more technical uh, challenge uh, in the middle distance but yes. um, you know last time um, european it was uh, marie catini who won uh, the women's class uh, so you're putting simona on top uh, will do you think the finnish uh, runners are good enough to get some medals here or will yes put, uh, yeah you're putting so <laughs> so i will have of course i will have tuve in second place then and then for the third place, I will have Venla Niemi. Yeah, good, uh, good um, pick. Uh, she um, she got a uh, bronze medal on the on the middle distance in Estonia twenty uh, five years ago. Yes. And, uh, and as I was looking at uh, the Finnish selection races, and even if she didn't have the best result in the end, I was really impressed with her speed underway. Uh, so I think she she is one of the girls that are able to take a medal but of course uh, Marie Kateni should be able to fight for a medal there are many Swedish girls, the Swedish team is insanely strong even with Sara Hagström, Hanna Lundberg and Emma Biesmo out uh, there are still like the older ones with Lina Strand and Caroline Olsson and they have some uh, what should you say, uh, some less experienced runners that also have very high capacity uh, so i think the middle distance for the women there are at least 10 girls that have the capacity to win a medal yeah and... to win a medal but uh, there is not 10 girls who has the capacity to win, but to win no a... i would say that uh, there are two girls that should be a step above the others uh, but we have seen before that it can happen that both the best, the, the two we are expecting to be the best, they can make mistakes. And then suddenly someone we didn't even talk about uh, step forward and win. But uh, no, we will talk about the men's middle. Um, uh, there we have the last time winner in the Europeans. Uh, uh, can you uh, remember? Yeah, that was Matthias Kibbutz. Yeah, he had a really uh, good uh, champs uh, down on uh, home soil uh, in Switzerland. And he is also 
uh, world champion from last year in the middle distance. Indeed, uh, but he is also one of those very few of the Swiss guys that has publicly said that he's been sick. Uh, so it seems a bit 50-50 if he will be able to start. Uh, and I just have to assume that uh, when he is uh, unsure if he's able to start, then he's probably quite affected. Uh, so I will not, uh, I would be really surprised and really impressed if he can defend his gold medals from four years ago uh, with this uh, lead up to the championship. Uh, should we put uh, the gold, uh, gold medal on Gustav Bergman again then? He is uh, a really good middle distance runner. Yeah, I mean, uh, in many ways he is maybe even a better middle distance runner than a long distance runner. Um, but I will put the gold medal here for Kasper Fosse. Um, I was really impressed by his performance at the World Games middle distance. Uh, based on how little orienteering he, in the forest he's been doing this year, it was a very solid performance from the start to the finish. And then, of course, if my, uh, if my guessing for the long distance goes out and he doesn't win a medal there, he will have a lot of uh, revenge feelings for the middle distance. So I think Kasper Fossil will win the middle. You, uh, you know what they say. Uh, when you once uh, have learned how to ride a bicycle, then you can ride a bicycle. So he can do <laughs> orienteering. Indeed. Uh, and, and, uh, and he also can surprise. So maybe it's not the surprise every, every time. Kasper uh, mm. Fosse on top. And um, then number two. Number two, I pick uh, Florian Hovalt. Um, he's a really good middle distance runner. Uh, he won a medal at the World Championship when it was in Latvia. Uh, yeah, in and, kind uh, of similar then, terrain. Yeah, and he won also uh, a silver medal and uh, last uh, European medal. So he is actually yes. quite. Uh, he has uh, he has uh, more medals than you uh, should uh, think when you're uh, looking. Uh, you're not looking at the stats, but uh, just thinking of the runner. So he is he's a good uh, medal distance runner, definitely. Yes. And he is also um, he is one of the few top runners that are not selected to run the long distance. And I think that will be a benefit. Um, so he is only running the middle and the relay at this championship. So I, I, I have high hopes for him. Uh, then you have uh, the bronze medal. Uh, then, uh, then we will have a Swedish run there, I, um, I guess. Yes. But we will have a big surprise. A big uh, surprise. Yeah? Yes. Uh, and we are talking Svensk and not Emil. We are talking Victor Svensk. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. I've uh, been really, yeah. really impressed by his performances this year. Uh, and for example, when he went out in the lead on the last leg at Jukola, he was so calm and easy and no problem. And he was also second place in both the Swedish selection races, both middle and long. And yeah, uh, he had a not very impressive Uringen, but uh, I think uh, he can come into this European champs without pressure uh, and he can just really smash it. And 
do one of his best races in his life and take a medal. You know what we say in Norway? Askel Schinneberg is the best in Norway, but in Sweden there is a Sven, at least one Svensk who is better. <laughs> Maybe yes. a better joke in Norwegian than in English, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, but then if we, if we were talking about the women's middle distance, and we said there were 10 girls that can win a medal at least, in the men's class it's 25. Um, there is maybe not more than five, six guys that realistically can win, but there is so many guys that can take a medal under the right circumstances and with, the right, with a good race. Yeah, uh, so be, I think yeah. this, is, this will be a really close, uh, close race, and I think it's going to be really important to have a good qualification race so you get a late start time in the final. Yeah, uh, definitely. Saturday will be a really exciting um, competition. And as you say, uh, we are not spoken so much about that, but uh, the bush in Estonia takes out uh, what it uh, takes to uh, to get the right direction into the control and uh, be distinct in uh, in your behavior, uh, behavior uh, uh, taking the control. So, yeah, definitely. You need to... Maybe you need to be starting among the... Uh, five or ten latest uh, on Saturday to win or, or what do you think yeah I mean there is uh, there's 60 people in the final and I think you should at least start am among the last 20 25 to have a chance uh, so if you have a bad qualification race and barely make it to the final and you have to start as one of the 10, 15 first, I think it will be really, really hard to compete with the ones coming later. Yes, uh, you are at the middle distance. You want to be among the last to start. But in the relay, you want to go, go out in the lead on the last leg. <laughs> yes. Who do, you think, who do you think will take the victory in the relay? Well, we can start with the women. Yeah, of um, course, we start with the women. We start with the women. Um, I think you, the Swedish team is, uh, on paper, the strongest. They are so experienced. Uh, they won the World Championship Relay dominantly last year. Uh, they even, maybe now they have a few of the best runners are sick or missing the European champs. So... The second team is maybe not the second best team on the start line. Uh, but if they had everyone there, one, you could say that Sweden would have, the, on paper, the two best teams in the field. Uh, but I think the, yeah, the first team of Sweden uh, will win the women's relay. Yeah, Sweden, and uh, it's easy to say uh, in, uh, in the relay, uh, you, you could uh, often just... Uh... Yeah, as you say, Sweden on top, and then uh, Switzerland and uh, and Norway maybe, or uh, Norway. I, th Finland I think um, I think the the fight for the silver and the bronze will be more open. Uh, I think uh, Finland definitively will be among the contenders there. Uh, they have maybe a little bit more experience than, for example, the Norwegian team. Uh, and but uh, can I put in a question mark uh, uh, about the GBR team, Great Britain team? Can they take the self-confidence from uh, the 
street uh, and the sprint relay into the forest relay here, or is it too difficult terrain? What do you think? Um, I think the women, the British women team, is not strong enough in forest. I think uh, you know you have Megan Parker Davis, the world champion of the sprint race. She is definitely one of the contenders for the medals individually. She was sixth at the long distance at World Champs last year, and she can absolutely fight for the medals here. But uh, it would surprise me if the other two girls are good enough. Uh, the two girls that won medals at the World Champs in the sprint, uh, Ward and Leek, they are pure sprint specialists. I'm not even sure if they are running uh, the European Champs. So I think they will go with some of the younger girls, uh, Grace Molloy and Fiona Bond, maybe. Two of them, were they were also winning the J-Walk Relay a few years ago in Denmark before the COVID. Uh, so they are very promising, but I still think the, the British girls needs a few more years to be able to fight for the medals in the relay in the forest. And then we will end up with uh, a Swedish gold medal and um, a tight fight uh, for silver and bronze among which team? Yeah, Norway, uh, Switzerland and Finland. Uh, normally you would expect Czech Republic to be close uh, to a medal fight, but they seem to send a very little, a very small team. I think they have only four runners entered. So I think they are not... Uh, uh, I don't think they are as good as they have been, for example, for the world champs last year. So it would surprise me if they are able to fight for the medal. So I would say, if I have to guess, uh, I'd say silver for Finland and bronze for Switzerland. Yes, you, you have to guess. Uh, and uh, now we are uh, on, only one, uh, one uh, distance again uh, of mm -hmm. this chance to guess or qualified guess i will uh, i will call it uh, yeah. the men's the men's relay um uh, last year at uh, world champs it was sweden on top uh, last europeans it was uh, norway uh, on top after a tight fight uh, against switzerland uh, who will uh, fight tight on sunday yeah i think it will be first and foremost between norway and sweden um, I think the Norwegian team will be really, really good. Uh, I expect it to be Eskil and Kasper and Magne Dali in one order or another. Um, and then the Swedish team, can, Gustav Bergman will run the last leg. And then it can be, yeah, they have so many good runners that could possibly run in the team. Uh, so I hope it will be that Gustav and Kasper go out together and we get to see a really nice battle. Uh, will that be the battle about being the king of the champs? Yeah, I mean, if it goes, like I said, with one, uh, with Gustav winning the long and Kasper winning the middle, or if it goes the other way around, which is also not unlikely. Uh, so yeah, then if, if they both win a gold each, that last leg battle would be really, really nice. It was a nice battle about uh, between them on the World Cup relay in um, Irufia last year. Then uh, Gustav Bergman won. Who will win this uh, uh, battle? 
Yeah, when it's a relay, I have to say Norway. No doubt. Yeah, Norway will win the gold. Norway and then Sweden. And uh, the last medal, is it uh, for uh, the strong uh, Swiss, Switzerland team? Or um, is are they too, uh, uh, too big yeah. problems with health? health issues uh, that they will not well I have guessed two medals for Switzerland in the men's class already so I can't say <laughs> uh, but yeah they are the obvious candidates for the third spot uh, but I'm gonna go wild on this so I say bronze medal for Estonia with the uh, Sil brothers and Kenny Kivikas uh, that would be really good uh, I remember mm-hmm. um remember four years ago when uh, Latvia and Home, home Soil uh, were leading uh, the relay on last leg. Uh, yes. And uh, fighting on... for a gold medal uh, all the way. That, uh, that's, uh, that's good. To, uh, that's a good, uh, good guess, I think. Uh, it would be nice. Um, but um, uh, we will not um, be, um, be away too long. We will summarize uh, this uh, Europeans also. In one week or so. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should try to, uh, to do a summary of this. Uh, and then we also t- should try to make some more podcasts in the autumn about uh, Norwegian champs, Swedish champs, uh, other international races and stuff like that. And maybe also we can invite some uh, guest, uh, guests uh, uh, sometimes to uh, have a... Longer or short chat about the interesting uh, things in the orienteering world. Absolutely. Uh, then we'll uh, leave it with that uh, for this time. And uh, we will be back in a week or so. And then we will uh, count how many wrong and right uh, qualified guests we have from uh, Lundanes. Or was it, uh, it was mostly you who guessed this time. So we will, yes, uh, so I'm I'm the expert and you're the you're the host, so <laughs> that's how it yeah. is. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, thank if you. I, if if I guess bad, we might have to change for next time. Yeah, yeah, we will do so. Mm. We'll do so. <laughs> it's uh, good that we have someone who can uh, put it uh, put his head out and get it maybe cut off. So yeah, yeah, we will see. And then we will meet again last uh, next week. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks. Bye.